Hi everyone, I'm David G from Boating Industry, content director and editor-in-chief with this edition of Boating Industry Insider, joined today by Matt O'Hara. Is that O'Hara? O'Hara? Am I, should I say it? Oh, <laughs> like, good, uh, yeah. Irish. O'Hara, not like the Chicago airport O'Hare. So <laughs> of uh, Freedom Boat Club in Lake George and, and Queen Boat Queen Boat Company, uh, easy for me to say. And we'll we'll hear about all the various things that, that you're involved in and also uh, uh, kind of how the interesting way that you got into uh, the industry. But before all that, let's talk about how you got into boating. Did you grow up boating uh, around lakes? You know, talk a little bit about your background just in boating in general. Sure, yeah, I didn't really grow up a boater. Uh, my family didn't have boats. We were pretty busy with sports during the summer and, and that tied up a lot of our time. Uh, I had a lot of friends with boats, so I did have some really cool opportunities to be on and around boats, um, fishing off the coast of Montauk and oh, nice. um, sailing through the BVIs and partaking wow. the Gowie race from Cape Cod to Nantucket. So I had a lot of opportunities to be around boats and enjoy them, uh, but it wasn't something I grew up with. So yeah. uh, coming into this industry, I was a little bit of a novice still beyond uh, enjoying being a passenger. Well, friends with boats works too, sometimes even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure did for a long time. Yep. And then uh, my wife actually grew up a boater. So her okay. family, where we are now in Lake George, uh, she yeah. grew up with her family had boats, a variety of boats throughout. Um, so when we, when we started this, she was really the boater in the family okay. and, uh, and she still is, uh, still is the boater in the family. I'm stuck to the dock working all the time. <laughs> and we should say like George, you're, you're in upstate New York, right? We are. Yep. Yep. Okay. Upstate New York, about uh, an hour North of uh, Albany, the capital here. Okay. Yeah. No, haven't been there, but uh, know approximately where it is. So you were, I was just reading your, I should say to people that, that this is kind of a, a, a turnabout deal. You reached out to me, uh, I guess, later this spring, early this summer, and asked if I would be a guest on your podcast. So I thought, uh, why not have you be a guest on mine? So so thanks for doing that. I, yeah, I, I only hope I can be as good a guest on yours as well, you were on mine. <laughs> And I was just a mutual admiration society who's going to say that I hope I'm as good an interviewer as <laughs> you were. But uh, you came into this, I, I saw that uh, you're doing media sales. Is it in Boston? Yep. Yep. So I was, uh, I'd gone to school in Boston and okay. then I was living in Boston. I was doing advertising sales for the CBS uh, TV station and oh. digital website there. Yeah. Um, and I got to know the Freedom Boat Club actually through some advertising they did with us. So uh, there are two owners that own a group of Freedom Boat Clubs in Massachusetts named Matt and Matt. You, you got to be a Matt, I guess, to be an owner here. Um, and and first just fell in love with their concept as a consumer. We had a place on the Cape. We were five minutes from one of their clubs and really just fell in love with the idea as possibly becoming a member of a Freedom Boat Club if we were going to stay in and around the Boston area in Cape Cod. Um, and then we just saw them grow and grow and grow and, and saw the business potential as well. And I remember one of our meetings, uh, Matt, I, you know, we became friendly and he was talking to me about we were getting married up in Lake George and we were spending a lot of weekends up in Lake George. And he just started asking some questions about, um, you know, what's Lake George voting like? You know, how's the demand up there? And I don't know if he intentionally was doing that or not, but he got me thinking about, uh, wow, Freedom Boat Club could be something cool up there. So, again, my wife's family is all up here. Uh, whether I knew it or not, we were going to end up moving here at some point. Uh, so once we started, you know, really deciding that we were going to make the move up here when we started uh, our family and got pregnant with our first uh, child, uh, this really became something we dove into and said, you know what, if we're going to move, um, 
do we want to stay in the careers we, we are in somewhere else or, or should we take a chance and do something we're really going to love and, and something that we can bring our kids into and that hopefully they're going to love and spend spend our summers on the lake so it's worked out really well and it wasn't all in one fell swoop right didn't you work uh, at the, the at a marina before you launched freedom boat club or was that that concurrent uh, it was concurrent. So okay. we started, we were looking for a marina here for mm -hmm. a long time, probably about a year and a half. So we had started the process of becoming a Freedom Boat Club franchise, okay. but couldn't find a location. Okay. Uh, and luckily our, our first location, a small little marina here with a, with a gas dock and a lawn tram, mm -hmm. uh, the owner reached out to us and said, if you're willing to lease out the entire marina and not just put your boats here, but run the operations, okay. yeah. um, I'll, I'll give you, give you spots for your Freedom Boat Club. So, you know, we went from almost giving up on the idea to now we're not just running the boat club, but trying to figure out how to run a marina. And, you know, even from little things like how to report the gas to the DEC and every little thing that goes into running a marina, we just had to dive into and, and learn right away. But running that small marina uh, was really an essential step into now buying the marina that we own uh, with the service department, again, fuel, ship store, a much bigger um, slip count, a winter storage business. So. Uh, it all kind of worked out well that we got that experience running a small marina, uh, even though it was learning on the fly, yeah. um, but led us to be able to, you know, feel comfortable about purchasing a, and running a larger operation. And has the boat club grown uh, along with that? Oh, it has. Yeah, big time. Yep. So we started with four boats. Uh, okay. Next year, we'll have 20. Wow. Uh, and yeah, it took a little while. You know, people, people up here weren't really familiar with the boat club concept. Uh, Freedom Boat Club's been around for 31 years now. Yeah. But uh, up, up here in upstate New York, you know, we started it here, but even in some of the northern climates where it has caught on, uh, it hasn't been around quite as long. So it, it took a little while to educate people on exactly what a boat club was. You know, five years in, we still get calls from people thinking that, oh, so does boat club mean I can put my boat there and you take care of it? Or, you know, can we rent a boat? Uh, so it's, it's an ongoing education process, but uh, really about two, two and a half years in was when it really hit where it got a lot of momentum where members were referring other people they're bringing friends on the boat. Those friends go back and tell other people. And, and so now it's kind of spread like wildfire. And, uh, and this year has been a banner year for us. We have some uh, carpenters down in our uh, dining room. So we'll uh, have to work around a little bit of, of <laughs> hammering noise. But uh, speaking about, about work going on, what about the, the boat club concept works well for you, both as a, as a franchisee, as a, as a business owner, and, and you know, before that as a customer? What, what, what do you think the appeal is? I think from a customer perspective, um, it's just so easy. Uh, you know, not having to deal with maintaining a boat for us in the northern climate, you know, winterizing and, and spring commissioning and that whole process, uh, being able to just show up and go. A lot of our members are either uh, lapsed boaters, people that had owned boats but gave it up because it was too much work. They were getting a little older. They didn't want to deal with all the hassles or young families who are new to boating, uh, don't have time to learn how to drive a boat, don't have time to take care of a boat and often don't have time to go out on a boat because, uh, they get to the boat, they get it uncovered, they go get gas. By the time they do, they do that, the kids got baseball practice or something else. So the ability to show up, you, by the time you park your car, you're out on the water in five minutes. When you get back, you dock it, we fuel it, we clean it up, we put it away. Uh, you know, the economics of it work for a lot of people, but for us, the focus has always been the time savings. And, and we were busy and, and again, from a consumer side, uh, be able to be out on the Cape and play golf in the morning and head to the boat in the afternoon. and. Uh, that probably wouldn't happen if you were taking care of your own boat. So we really, even when we're selling to people now and 
uh, talking about the club. It's the time savings that we're really, really focused on. And that, that is the appeal to a lot of people. From a business owner perspective, uh, I've always, I guess, fancied myself a little entrepreneurial. And being in sales, you're kind of running your own little business. And so that's how I kind of ran my career prior to this. Uh, but being able to start a business that has franchise support, has a track record of success, you know, we're not going out on, a, on our own. We love the model and we love the culture of Freedom Boat Club and, and they've got a really good group of people back at corporate. Now we're Brunswick company and the Brunswick people have been great. But having that support and having other franchise owners to talk to, you know, the due diligence period of when you're looking into the franchise and you get everyone's phone number, every phone call I made to another owner when I was trying to learn about the franchise was just overwhelmingly positive. And guys, I know how busy they are now doing it. I mean, guys were taking an hour out of their day to talk to someone who's just kicking tires around looking at opening a club. So that feeling of just mutual support right from the start was a big part of what drew us into, into this franchise. And it's really borne out uh, all our franchise conferences, the 20 group we participate in, uh, this, the mutual success that everyone wishes on each other is, is a big part of our success. So. Is, do you see that the whole kind of the peer sharing experience or concept uh, to be a, a growth one as, as we figure out in you know, the coming decade or, or years or so trying to figure out how do, we, how do we get younger boaters into the sport? Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, a lot of our young families that are members I, I don't think, and, and we've established pretty good relationships with our local dealers here for this this fact alone, is that we look at our 120 members now and maybe five of them might've gone and bought a boat. These aren't people that I, I don't think really would have gone out and purchased a new boat. Uh, on our lake, there's just no dock space available. So that rules out a lot of people right away because they just don't wanna buy a truck, don't want a trailer, don't wanna do that. And, and so I, I don't think that we are, competing with boat dealers. I think we are bringing new people into boating. And, and a lot of the people we talk to, the decision isn't between joining the club and buying a boat. The decision is, am I gonna call the pool guy and put a pool in this year, or am I gonna join the club? I, that's my most common comparison. We always say, well, the lake's the, lake's the biggest swimming pool uh, you can get around here. Um, so I do think that the club is just a great way to bring people into boating that otherwise, again, might join the golf club, might put a pool in, might do just something outside of boating. Um, so definitely it's a major growth thing. And, and I think another part of it for new boaters is you hear a lot of people who get out of boating within, you know, the first five years after buying the boat. And a big part of that is not having the right expectations of what's going to be involved in maintenance and all that. Uh, the other part is just maybe not buying the right boat. So this gives people an opportunity to try out a lot of different kinds of boats. So when they are ready to make that jump, uh, they're buying the boat that they know is going to fit their family. We laugh because a lot of people say they don't like pontoon boats. Then they get on one of ours with 150 horsepower outboard and the tri-tune sport package. And they say, whoa, this is, this is the best boat for our family we can imagine. This isn't what we thought of with pontoon boats. So, uh, you know, another factor is that when if we lead people into boating, we're going to lead them into the right kind of boat so that they stay in boating and they don't buy a boat that isn't really right for them based on some kind of preconceived notion they have. Is there a giant learning curve for, I mean, you are actually getting people who might be uh, driving a boat for the first time or are certainly relatively new to it. Is there, are you, do you get boats banged up? Is there a huge learning curve? Are, are people uh, pretty good about, about, you know, taking it easy until they, they get a few hours under their, uh, under their belts? Yep. Well, they have to get a few hours under their belt in our training program. Oh, okay. So a big part of the membership is, uh, is our training. So okay. we do a classroom portion and then a hands-on on the water portion okay. with our captains. Um, people generally feel pretty comfortable after that, but we always mm -hmm. encourage them to come back for more. Yeah. 
um, I'd say about 15, 20% of our people before they go out will come back again and just spend an hour around the dock with us, just in and out of the dock a handful of times. Because as you probably have seen, that's the most uh, terrifying part for new boaters. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we spend some extra time with people docking. Sometimes we'll spend some extra time with them anchoring, specific skills like that. Um, but they do take great care of the boats. The nice thing about a club versus maybe a rental business is the person that's out on the boat today is going to be out on it again on Sunday and is going to be out on it again on Wednesday. Uh, so there's a pride of ownership there that I think uh, makes people keep the boats nice. Uh, and, and there's also a little bit of peer pressure that I don't think anyone wants to be the member right. that is responsible for a boat leaving the be, fleet for a week in the middle of the summer. Guy. Yeah. Um, you know, not that we would tell everyone who it is, but <laughs> word, word gets out somehow. And word does get out. Absolutely. Wants to be the member that, uh, that is responsible for a boat yeah. not in service in the middle of the summer. So yeah. a little bit of peer pressure, but also yeah. a lot of pride of, of being part of a club and having some ownership in it. Yeah, that's awesome. Last question. You have referenced uh, Brunswick a couple of times. Free, uh, uh, Brunswick did uh, acquire Freedom Boat Club. Uh, has anything changed uh, fundamentally? Is, is, has it been pretty seamless from, from your vantage point? It has, yeah. My, my biggest fear, and hopefully I don't get in trouble from Brunswick for saying this, but yeah, I was part of a corporate culture before, and, right. and I kind of had seen how corporations work, and I was ready to get out of corporate life and, and into the boating world. And then four years later, we get folded back into corporate life. And I kind of thought, you know, pessimistically about, okay, well, what were the parts of being part of a big company that I didn't like? Are they, you know, yeah. and this is what's going to happen to us. And they've really been great partners. You know, they didn't force their culture onto us. They kind of embraced the freedom culture and, and they've been on a learning mission now over a year where they're really listening to us and seeing how we do it and trying to be there to support us versus trying to tell us how to do it. And mm -hmm. the biggest changes for us are access to right. brands, access to mercury, access to parts and training for our technicians and access to dealer advantage and corporate program. There's just all kinds of stuff that Brunswick brings to the table that Freedom just being a private company didn't have. So uh, my, my fears were largely unfounded and, and the benefits have, have definitely outweighed what I, I thought they were gonna be. So. So it sounds like you're pretty optimistic about the future of the recreational boating industry. Is that, is that true, Matt? Yes. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's funny. We usually have an in-water boat show in September here uh, with all the dealers and, and we may have to cancel it just because no one's got any inventory left. Boat sales have just been through the roof and again, capturing those boaters uh, who have bought boats this year for the first time and, and keeping them in boating uh, is going to be such a big uh, focus and, and effort. But I think uh, the, the future of boating is, is huge and bright and people are just realizing what a great activity it is. And, yeah. you know, kind of if, if they've been out of it a while, remembering uh, what a great experience being on the water with family and friends is. And if they're new to it, realizing, whoa, what, what have I been missing? This is so cool. Like my kids are off their phone and talking to me and, uh, yeah. you know, there's so many benefits to being out on the water. So I think for, for all those reasons people that either missed it or people that never experienced it or are having a realization of what a great activity it is. And it's affordable and it's, and yeah. it's doable. And I think affordability is, is another concern that uh, you talked about those six figure pontoon boats, you know, as long as there's a way to keep it affordable and keep it uh, manageable yeah. for first time boaters to keep entering the industry and then get to those bigger boats and buy their second and their third boat. Um, I think the future is really going to be strong for boating and, and we're trying to do everything we can to yeah. keep growing and keep expanding and, and get a, uh, our arms around as much of the marine space as we can here. So uh, couldn't be more optimistic about boating right now. 
Well, thanks for the part you're playing in, in you know, being a gateway to uh, to the pastime and, and the sport and, and the entire ecosystem of boating. Appreciate your efforts and uh, appreciate you being a, a guest on Boating Industry Insight. Thanks a lot for having me, Dave. Okay. Stay healthy, stay happy, stay safe, and we'll see you on the water. I'm David G. for Boating Industry Insider.